This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Are you in a narcissistic relationship and you're not sure how to leave? Are you with someone who is toxic and you're not sure, what do I do to get away? How do I make those steps? A lot of times people have questions about breaking free from the narcissist because they're either worried about the ramifications, the fallout, or the smear campaign, or they're worried about how the other person is going to handle it, how they're going to feel about it, different aspects, different ramifications that are going to happen getting out of that, ra- that relationship. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I run Raw Motivations. I'm a self-aware narcissist who's on this platform to promote awareness, growth, healing, and change. Awareness about what narcissism actually is. A lot of times people have a skewed sense of the version of narcissism that's in their mind. Maybe they think it's just the person snapping selfies of themselves and they don't realize that it's involved in so much more. There's so much more manipulation and devious nature behind it that people don't realize what actually narcissism is or what all is made up of it. As a result, it can be very confusing to get out of a narcissistic relationship. It can be very confusing to be able to disconnect from that person because oftentimes they've wrapped you up in either a lot of fog or in a trauma bond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When we're talking about the fog that the narcissist puts you in, it comes down to an acronym that's been really popular recently, and that's fear, obligation, and guilt. When a narcissist takes you and puts you in the middle of a field and starts swirling around you the fear of them leaving or the obligation that you have to provide a certain thing or a certain service to them or guilt and the aspect of you're feeling bad for things that the narcissist did, they start to confuse you. They start to lock you into a trauma bond. And the trauma bond oftentimes is developed off of hope or potential, thinking that the other person is going to change, that they're going to get better, that they're going to like magically have an epiphany and all of a sudden figure out everything that they're doing wrong. Other times, it's based off of cognitive dissonance. The idea where the narcissist says one thing and then they do the exact opposite. They slap you in the face and they say, I love you. Then they slap you in the face and then they say, I love you. And then they slap you in the face and then they say, I love you. And over a period of time, you start to think, hey, that's what love is. With cognitive dissonance, hope and potential, and all these different other aspects of it, it becomes very confusing for people to leave. Because like, do they just, maybe they don't know. Maybe I need to love them more. Maybe I need to work on this. And they try to run through all the different thoughts in their mind that's going to help the other person get better. Oftentimes people ask, what can I do to be able to get my narcissist to be aware? What can I do to be able to get them into therapy? What can I do? And oftentimes people try to go down a certain road of getting a narcissist into therapy, getting them into something. And as a result, nothing really happens. Because if you're the one trying to force the change, if you're the one trying to force getting the other person into therapy, into counseling, whatever it might be, 
typically nothing's going to happen and nothing's going to change. So you might be asking, okay, well, what about getting them just aware? Well, first off, you have to remember, awareness does not mean change. There's a lot of nurses out there that are aware. There's a lot of nurses out there that are aware of what they do on a day-to-day basis because they don't do it the same in front of everybody out there. There's a lot of nurses that understand who they are, that actually see and acknowledge the attributes or the traits. Maybe not all the definitions, but they actually know what's going on and they don't care. So first off, you remember, if you get someone to be aware, that doesn't mean and it doesn't require that they're going to all of a sudden change or that they're going to change or modify their behaviors. The other part that's really hard is getting someone aware who doesn't think they need to be aware can be very challenging as well. Because at the crux of it, the ego, the entitlement, the the sense of being like the center of the universe in one sense ultimately makes narcissists impregnable to someone actually saying, hey, I think you're wrong. Because a narcissist is never wrong, at least not in their mind. So it can be almost virtually impossible for people to get narcissists to become aware. So the problem is people stay in those relationships longer. They're like, maybe I can get them better. Maybe I can make them aware. Maybe I can help them see the light. And what happens is you normally change and you lose every single part of you to someone else. And to someone else that never changed and never modified themselves to try to be better for you. Or to try to be supportive or loving or caring. Whatever it might be. So a lot of times people try to go down the road of maybe I should just tell them that they're a narcissist. Maybe I can wake them up. Maybe this will make it better. And maybe this is what I need to do to either you know, provide a change or then I know for sure that they're a narcissist and then I can leave the relationship. And oftentimes when people do this, they start to find out that it's actually worse nine times out of ten to tell the other person that they're a narcissist. Because a lot of times that person will start up looking up narcissism and researching it for the purpose of switching it back on you. Manipulating you and saying, hey, you're actually the toxic one. Like, oh, like you're actually gaslighting me now. Now you're yelling at me. Now you're manipulating me. And all these different types of things you start to see thrown back at you. Time and time again, when we mention to people like, hey, don't tell them that they're a narcissist. Don't accuse them of that because then this will happen. A lot of times it does happen. So you might be thinking, what do I do to be able to get out? Like, I just want to be able to leave. Do I, do I leave a note? Do I, do I talk to them? Do I set an ultimatum? Like, what do I actually do? Well, a lot of times when people are getting ready to leave the situation, they'll, they'll give the narcissist like um, a note or like a list or, or something that they tell them, like, hey, this is why I'm leaving. I'm leaving because, you know, you can't respect me. I'm leaving because you can't spend time with me. I'm leaving because, you know, whatever it might be. There's normally a litany of things. It's not just one thing. But there's a whole bunch of things that they're saying, I'm leaving because of this. I would caution you a lot of times not to do that. Because when you actually give a list per se, if you actually give like a scripted out, hey, this is why we're breaking up. This is why I'm leaving you. A lot of times those are the very things that the narcissist is going to change, twist around, and modify in order to still be with you, in order to still lock you into that type of supply. And so you'll see narcissists all over the place that will meet the list, that will check off the boxes, that'll get into therapy, that they'll say they're changing just to be able to keep you a little bit longer. And as a result, it gets even more confusing to you of like, okay, well, maybe I should stay because now they're changing. Maybe I should stay because now they're in therapy. They're doing all the things that I wanted them to do. Well, oftentimes they're doing that just to be able to keep you and manipulate you a little bit longer 
I've done a couple of videos on that about when the narcissist at the end of the relationship, when you try to leave, like all that type of stuff, that a lot of times it's just a manipulation tactic. And so people are like, okay, but then what do I do? Really the crux of it is you leave. And I'm not saying that to just sound cheesy and be like, oh, like just leave, because a lot of people say that. Now, a lot of people say that and they don't have a clue about what's going on. But the first step really is getting to the place where you go no contact. Sometimes that might be where people have to phrase the text of being like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Have a good life. Sometimes it might be people saying like, hey, I still love you, but I can't do this. Like I can't be with, be with you because of everything we've gone through, because my hurt is too deep, because the pain is too real, whatever it might be. A lot of times people have to phrase it a certain way so that the narcissist understands like, hey, it's over. Do they always realize it's over? No, not necessarily. Because the next thing you have is the possible smear campaign that might come or the possible retaliation that you have to be careful of. I always try to caution people whenever they're going through a breakup, whenever they're leaving, divorcing, anything like that, if there's any hint of physical safety or insecurity with that, please make sure to be safe. Make sure to do whatever it takes to be safe, whether that's a protective order, whether that's moving, whether that's taking a different path home, like whatever it might be, do whatever you can to make sure you're safe. A lot of times when people, when they're in like those like questionable or like toxic relationships that might be unsafe, they'll take precautions. They might have the divorce paper served and they live in another house for a week or two. They set up like cameras to make sure that they're protected, that they can start to see like, hey, something's actually going on. I need to protect myself. So be really smart about it when you go to the place of breaking up with a narcissist. A lot of times how we counsel is by leaving is by going no contact. Whether that's you send one last text, whether that's one last interaction, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, like you should have already set boundaries in the relationship. And if you haven't, then it's something that you probably need to do. But if you've already set those boundaries in the relationship and the narcissist isn't willing to abide by them, they don't need an explanation. They don't need a long, drawn-out conversation because you know that's what it's going to be. You know it's going to be, well, I don't think I can be together because of X, Y, and Z. One, it's going to be a giant argument. And two, a lot of times they're going to modify some stuff or just shame and devalue you. And then you'll apologize for having those boundaries to start off with. So please be careful whenever you're leaving a narcissist when you're getting out of that relationship. But at the end of the day, what it needs to be is that you leave, and that you walk away from the relationship, you block, you ghost, you go no contact. That means there's no way possible for them to contact you. And don't be one of the people that said, we went no contact, and then he, I heard from him like two weeks later. Like That's not no contact. No contact is where there's no possible way for them to interact with you unless they show up on your doorstep. One, you don't have to answer the door. Two, call the cops. Like Get rid of them as fast as you can because that person is not beneficial for your life. They're toxic, and you have to make sure you cut toxic people out of your life. So block, ghost, go no contact, and then start working on your healing. You can start before, but you'll find the most growth happen after you get no contact. Maybe while you're in contact and you're trying to get to the place of breaking it off where you work on your exit strategy, journal. Write down the stuff that's happened in the relationship. It doesn't have to just be all negative, but it does have to be real. It does have to be true to what's actually going on. Because so often we look at the past and over the period of time, the highs and the lows, all we can see is the highs. You can only see the peaks of the mountains as you look far away. You can't really see the valleys in between. And a lot of times people want to stay with a narcissist or think like, oh, it's not that bad because all they see are the highs and they don't see the lows. 
So make sure you're acknowledging what the truth is. Make sure you're not giving them a list or going into explanation. Make sure you're leaving the relationship and you're ghosting and you're blocking so there's no way for that person to come back into your life and manipulate you.